Coach Mick, your lesson is ready. Hi, and welcome to episode 12 of the PTM podcast powered by Racket Sports U. I'm your host, Chris Michalowski, a PTMer known as Coach Mick, broadcasting right here from warm and sunny and sometimes rainy Orlando, Florida. Okay, so have you had teaching experience? Well, if you have, this may go down as a pet peeve for you. I know it sure does for me. But as a leader of a class or event, what do you expect out of your staff? Now, for you students who are listening or those of you studying to become certified teaching pros, this can tie in with how to create a great first impression like we talked about in episode 11. So let's get started with a little story so we can tie this all together. It's story time with Coach Mick. Okay, so when I was a leader of a group, we had a three-court class. It was a league that was on Thursday mornings from 10 to 12, and I had myself and then two other pros working for me. It was actually myself, a pro, and then an assistant, and this assistant was someone that had been teaching with us as a junior in high school, as a senior in high school, and then as a college student, they stayed in town for one year before they transferred out, So, and this person was a was a really good player and a good teacher as well. And we're going to name this person just to protect his name, Bob. The typical day, and this happened over and over again, would be that at quarter to uh, 10 o'clock in the morning on Thursday, I'd show up. The other pro would show up. We'd go over the lesson plan. We'd get the carts out and the targets out if we had targets or whatever. We had to get ready for the class. We're like, where's Bob? Not here yet. All right, so I'll get his card out for him. We've got to make sure we're working on serving today. So we got to make sure we set up the serving lanes in each of the service boxes. So not only did I have to do it on my court, I had to do it on Bob's court because he wasn't there yet. And then the members would come out at about 10 o'clock and start warming up. You know, we talked to him and about 10.04, Bob would come on out and we'd say something like, oh, hey, Dr. Bob, yes, your surgery is scheduled for court five today. Uh, why don't you just go ahead and wash your hands up there real quick and we'll be ready for you in just a minute. And the point is we had to prepare the court for him. It was kind of a joke at first, but then after a while, I, I had to sit down and say, hey, I know we joke about this a little bit, but really, you're not doing surgery here. You got to get here early and prepare your court. And there's other things that you're going to have to do before the lesson starts, like communicate with us about the lesson plan and make sure we're all on the same page. So you can't be coming in at four minutes after 10. And his answer would be, well, they're just warming up anyway, and I already know what we're doing. And sure you do, but there could be some changes. And like I said, we had to do the work and prep your court for you. And so it's important that you're there on time or actually 10 minutes ahead so you're ready to go. Like we said, it can be kind of funny at first, but when it keeps happening over and over and over again, it can start causing a little bit of division between pros on the staff. Let's see how we can tie this in with today's quick tip. And now today's quick tip on the PTM podcast. So today's quick tip is don't be like Dr. Bob. Get there early and prepare your court and to be able to handle anything that comes up before the lesson or the event even starts. It's not only for lessons that this applies to. There's other things going on at the club that you're going to definitely have to either prepare for early or get there early that you can't do days or, or weeks ahead. All right, so starting with private lessons, it's going to be important, number one, to know who you have for your private lessons that day. Number two, if it's somebody that you give a lesson to on a weekly basis or on a regular basis, it's going to be important for you to know what you worked on last week. 
All right, and then number three, it's going to be important, if, especially if you gave them any homework, let's say it's once a week, and you gave them homework last week to ask them if they had a chance to work on what you went over at the end of the lesson. And again, this shows that you care. This is one little way of them saying, you know what, I'm just not a number to them. They really do have an interest in my tennis. All right, so that's private lessons. Now, with group lessons, it's a little bit different because now you usually have two or three pros that you're working with. So number one, you're all going to have to be on the same page and make sure you go over the lesson plan, number one. And usually the head pro or, or the lead pro of that group would do that and just to see if there's any changes. You're going to want to make sure that you have your court, like we talked about in the story there, that your court is prepared and that you've got your targets or anything that you need for the lesson is ready. All right, and then number three, you're just going to want to maybe talk to the members a little bit. Again, this is a little way that you can, again, uh, give that little bit of extra. Instead of just going out there and doing the lesson and saying, see you later, now you have a chance to communicate and really build that relationship with the members before the lesson starts if you have time. Now, with socials, there's always a lot going on before the social starts. Of course, you can have a sign-up beforehand, but there's all kinds of things that you're gonna do within that social. You may have food and beverage that's gonna be there for the social, so you gotta make sure you're there early enough to make sure that's all set up. You may have prizes for that social, so you gotta make sure you've got your certificates ready, your prizes ready. You're gonna wanna make sure that uh, you've got some cans of new balls for the social, if it's, let's say, it's an adult mixer, but also like a hopper of the teaching ball, so when they, if people get there early, they can start warming up with each other. Number three, you're going to want to make sure you prepare, and this is probably the most important, that you prepare that list of who's supposed to be coming with the member numbers on that list and give it to the front desk so you can make their job easy. That's probably one complaint I hear from most front desk staffs is that when we have a big event like that, that they are not, that the staff was not prepared, and then the desk has to look up their number on the computer. just takes a lot of extra time. So the easier you can make it on the desk staff, the better. And they're your ambassadors, remember. And as your ambassadors, they're going to come through for you in times of need when you're not there. And finally, for this podcast anyway, for socials, I've only had, I think, one social where the exact number of people signed up and the exact same number of people showed. You usually have somebody who can't make it, or you might have somebody that's coming at the last minute. So if you prepare for that ahead of time and say, okay, we have more, we're gonna do this. If we have less, we're gonna do this. Maybe I'll play. Uh, or you may even ask a couple of people to come on in in case you're not sure if a couple of people aren't coming. Again, you're preparing for this. It's gonna make it run a lot smoother. For tournaments, that's kind of the same thing. For tournaments, they're a little bit more by the book because people have to sign up for tournaments online and they're gonna show up there. But still, there's lots of things that go on before a tournament to ensure success. One of them is going to be to make sure that the club is ready for the tournament. That means balls are up behind the curtain. That means all the nets are tight. That means all the nets are at 36 inches in the middle. That means that the tournament desk you have a hopper there for the used balls after the matches uh, that you have all the t-shirts out or whatever you need prior to somebody signing in that you've got your info sheets out there so when people do sign in you can have them fill that stuff out so if you do need to call them early and change their time all right you've got to make sure that the rovers are there if you have officials there there's a lots of things that have to happen and so if you're just one of those people let's just say you're not the person running the tournament let's say you're a person just working the registration desk well it's going to be real important that you're there early because people are going to show up early and you're going to want to make sure you can check them in and so you don't have a big long line and also if they want to go warm up they can get out there and start hitting another one that happens a lot when i was on court was rain days so i ran the summer camp and i had a staff is usually high school students and a couple of college students so it may have been uh, my own doing there but it would occasionally rain 
And when it rained the night before, when you knew there was a 60% chance of rain the next day, you made sure that you got there early enough in case you had to roll dry the course. But what would happen is I would get there an hour ahead of time and the staff would still show up at 10 till because that's the time they usually came and the courts were soaked. So you had to make sure you call everybody to make sure they're out there. But those are some of the things that you can do right there to really make whoever's leading the group or leading the camp uh, happy that you were being more proactive instead of in that last example, being reactive. So the bottom line is getting there early and helping prepare for the lessons or other events will only have a positive impact on you as an intern or teaching professional and create goodwill with the rest of the staff. When they have to cover for you too many times, it may make for some long recovery time. Well, that wraps it up for episode 12 of the PTM podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, early preparation may work well on a forehand, but it will work even better with those you work with. Well, are you interested in a career in tennis or know someone who is? Or maybe you want to start a PTM program in your own area. Either way, go to ptmprograms.com and RSU will get you started. And don't forget, there's a huge need for quality coaches and RSU wants to meet you right where you're at and help you reach your destination in the racket sports industry. And as always, if you know someone who may benefit from the podcast, please share it with them and thank you in advance for your support. Well, I'm Coach Mick, and I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join me again for the next episode of the PTM Podcast.